Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of The Freak Show Podcast. I'm your host, AP Asian Persuasion, and with me, as always, is my sidekick. Brittany BH, uh, Breaking Heart. That's... Breaking Hearts. How about that? We'll make Ooh. you like the heartbreaker. Breaking Hearts. Did breaking I, uh... Heads? How about like a head smasher? Ooh, heads would be good, too. Uh, very brief story. You know no, let's say what we're doing, and then I'll do brief story. Okay, uh, this week, if you could not tell by the title, we are covering the Bennington Triangle and the Bridgewater Triangle. Which there are a lot of triangles out there. Yeah, there's a lot of triangles out there, and we might, we probably will wind up covering the other ones in another episode, maybe the next one. We'll see. Yes. Uh, so, quick What's story. Quick story. This doesn't really have anything much to do with, besides the Breaking Hearts thing. But uh, it was when I was on a company trip at a different location, and the company was paying for my lunches, which was nice. And some, like, guy at this place was like, you know, there's a great Mexican place, you know, over here. And I was like, oh, there is? And he was like, yeah, you know, you want to go there for lunch? I'll pay. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. The company's already paying for me. Don't worry about that. And then I kind of just walked away. So... Uh, <laughs> I didn't uh, fully recognize what was going on there. And then uh, my coworker that came with me was like, yeah, felt bad for the guy. You just like flat rejected him. I was like, what? And I was like, oh, mm, well, not really so regretting you, it. So you think that they were trying to get you, huh? I mean, yeah. So, yeah, someone out it, to pay for their meal. I, It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, maybe, you know, with our show, you can never be too careful. Maybe they were trying to um, serial kill you or something. That's true, which would not be the best, considering that uh, there were a lot of records that I was there. <laughs> but, you know, um, what's that? Uh, the Not the audacity. The gumption. The gumption. The gumption? Yeah. Uh, I think... Gumption is a good thing, isn't it? Doesn't that mean that you have the, um, like, the fortitude to do it? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, gumption's great, except if you're a serial killer, then it's not so much great. But, you well, know. Well, it just means that he was bound and determined and, and like, wasn't going to take no for an answer. It, it definitely sounds bad. Which, in retrospect, if he was a serial killer, you know, very early on, definitely not enough gumption, which, you know... Hopefully stays that way, I guess, if he's a serial killer. Uh, I suppose. So these triangles, like you said, we're covering the Bennington and the Bridgewater. Yeah, so Bennington is in Vermont. Uh, it covers the Green Mountain and the Benning. Well, the Green Mountain area, and there's like another smaller forest connected with it. Um, and then we're also covering... Uh, this other one, Bridgewater, which is in Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, specifically around the dining area, which is uh, near the coast. Yeah. Which Massachusetts is a coast state, right? Like, it's yes. just a lot of coast. Kind of like Rhode Island, where it's just like all of it is the coast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that tracks. Um, it's got a really... Bennington's got a really interesting history, uh, Vermont in general, though, is weird because, like, I was reading articles that were saying that, like, statistically, it's been shown that, like, you have a higher probability of seeing a UFO in Brit or in Vermont than you do just about any other state in the country. You like, know, you know what's wild? What? Vermont's a triangle. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. What if all of Vermont is, is a, a triangle? Is it is a supernatural triangle? Oh my gosh. Um, above the Green Mountain State uh, skies in 2018 alone, there were 20 reports. There's about 2,800 sightings in Vermont since the 1940s. That's a lot. Do you think? Yeah. It's go ahead. Do you think the aliens really like Vermont cheddar? Is that maybe is that the, a thing? Uh, I thought Vermont Cheddar was a thing. Hold on. I, I guess it is. I don't know. 
Well, it's a good question. Look, okay, I thought Vermont cheddar was Vermont cheddar's nothing. Oh, oh, no, Vermont cheddar cheese. Never mind. Oh, I was gonna be like, man, can't believe I made myself a rube. You were so close to making yourself look like a fool. I know, like five minutes in, like, ooh. Um, So, uh. The reason why we're talking about Bennington specifically, uh, some of the mysterious things that happened, I don't even know where to begin. I guess let's talk about the Native American um, legend in the area, um, the Algonquin or Algonquin uh, legend. I do not know how to pronounce things, so please no one DM me and try to tell me that I like pronounce things wrong because I already know. We're um, sure we're wrong. Also, uh, we are not fully aware of a lot of Native American stuff, so be aware if we say something that is off. Yeah. Please continue. Uh, apparently, I've heard two legends that go together. One is that there's a malevolent stone that if you step on it, it eats you. The other one is it's a giant rock formation that may or may not exist anymore i don't think it exists anymore that was circular that if you looked at it from the top of a certain ridge that it would like suck you in and eat you a lot of rock war going on here well i think they're both the same one just maybe a little bit different um the suck you in one though i thought was interesting because it kind of points more towards like a vortex or something, you know, or like a black hole. So I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. Um, also with them, it was really interesting. Uh, it has like a high Vermont also has a high number of Bigfoot sightings. So, I mean, do with that what you will. Um, the only problem is like, I know me and you were talking about this before we started recording. It's very annoying that, There's UFO um, websites and Bigfoot websites out there that, like, record sightings and, like, data. But I feel like Google doesn't – Google, Yahoo, all these different search engines, unfortunately, make it so that there are certain websites that aren't necessarily on, like, the first 20 pages of their search engines. Uh, So, like, it's hard with the websites that are given to document, like – actual Bigfoot sighting stories in Vermont, let alone the Bennington Triangle area. Yeah. Um, It is like the FBI. So this was the Burlington Post uh, ended up uh, releasing. They're not the only one, but they're one of the ones that released a uh, the Champlain Valley did the exact same thing. Um, Basically released some news about FBI files that had been released um, to the public for Bigfoot sightings, which happens all the time. Like UFO sightings are the same way. Like they'll release footage like the military will, and they'll do like different um, like unidentified flying objects that they've looked into and stuff. And they did the same thing with Bigfoot sightings. And it literally states that like Vermont is one of the number one places to find uh like sasquatch or bigfoot sighting so i mean that was back all the way in the 70s and 80s uh but i mean they still continue today off and on so i don't know i just i keep looking at these different um statistics and stuff and it's like oh yeah this is interesting but then i can't find any interesting stories that are like really worth even reading because most of them are All that it's showing is numbers. It's not necessarily showing, like, the information behind the numbers, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's a little hard to get information for a lot of the stuff because it's a lot of just, like, stuff just taken from, like, say, the story of, like, and then compounded into a two-sentence line. And it's hard to find, like, the individual details for any of it. And especially, like, a lot of times names aren't even mentioned, so you can't be, like... What happened to Jane Smith and uh, Bennington? Right. Yeah. I want to go ahead and get out all of the like folklore and like fringe stuff so that we can actually get into like the nitty gritty of these disappearances. So the last thing that I'm going to talk about with the Bennington triangle is the Wampahoofus. Okay. Which 
go ahead. Well, not the last thing, right? Because of the disappearances? Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is I want to go ahead and get out all of the, like, semi-weird stuff that could not be true. And then I want to get into the actual, like, physical evidence of people disappearing. Okay, okay. Go for it. So the Wampahoofus or the Side Hill Googer, Galger, Gouger, Gouger, sure, why not, uh, is a really interesting creature. It's, of course, um, cryptozoological, uh, but, I mean, it literally, it's shown all over the U.S., like, especially on that side of the U.S., um, in all these different states, uh, basically they're, they have all kinds of different, um, like what it looks like, but from what I understand, like it is a legend that came before the Bigfoot and Yeti in Western popular culture. Um, it's said to have been seen in the Vermont's green mountains. Um, they think that it's, um, it kind of resembles a racabore, which is like a pig like creature, or a um, wagadoodle, a doodle, which I don't even know. Like it to me, it almost looks like a type of like I don't know, like a part of me wants to say a hyena, but that doesn't sound right either. What do you think? The first images I saw, it looked like a goat, but it's described as like what having limbs coming out of the side of its body. Yeah, I'll yeah. say you. I, we briefly I discussed this. Don't. Yeah, we briefly discussed this beforehand, and you said it looked like a coyote with like what legs coming out the side. Now that I'm seeing it, I take it back. Maybe it looks more like a moose. A moose. Moose. A moose. A reindeer. I'm sorry. That's say. a wing. That's a wing doodle or a hang doodle. I'm sorry. I, I am seeing a very different pick of it now, which looks like a big fat warthog. With, like, striped legs and a curly Q tail. I can see that. I also see, like, bison, moose. Uh, I mean, I see all kinds of different images. It it makes you wonder if it's even real, huh? Yeah, well, it could be all kinds of animals. It just makes me think of a goat, though, because of how associated it is with hills. Yeah, what I see is deer and uh, a mixture between a deer and a wild boar, but that specifically um, a wampa hoofus is a little different because they say that it's bred with cows. I don't understand at all. This sounds a little Hoovian right now. Yeah. Or Susian. Susian. Or Narnian, maybe. I don't know. Did you read uh, Narnia? Yes, I did. The entire series? No, not all of them. Like the first okay. three. Why? I, I guess I was just thinking, trying to remember some of the creatures from it. Uh, either way, though, there's different picture drawings of this thing, and each of them is completely different, really. Like, yeah, none of them are uh, sticking to the same profile here. Yeah, which is not a good sign. Which is not a good sign. It usually means it's not true. Which, of course, we got to be party poopers, as usual. Uh, I was already the party pooper on that uh, Bobby Mackey thing. You can be the party pooper this time. That's fair. Well, hey, the last episode, we were party poopers, too. So oh, now, yeah. would you like to get into the disappearances? Yeah, I will get into the disappearances. Let me just take a long drink of water while you say something funny. Okay. Um, I got nothing. Oh, that was funny, Joe. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I, uh, we'll, we'll put it in in post, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I'll, I'll we'll, remember. We'll cheat on the comedy, Joe. Yes, of course. That's what you do. Yes. So, I'll give the, uh, basics on the disappearances, uh, but from 1945 to 1950, there was a span of five different disappearances in the area. Mm-hmm. The only resemblance between the cases was the time they were last seen, which was between like 3 and 4 p.m. And the general area of the area? Yeah. And the and, time and the time and of the year the, when yes. they were last seen, which was the final three months of the year. Yeah. 
So November to December. That's the last two months. That's the last two months. Okay. <laughs> so in 1945 was the first one, which with Mitty Rivers, who was a 74-year-old local hunting guide. Uh, Mitty led a party of four hunters around the area of Hell Hollow in the southwest woods of Glastonbury before he was just suddenly lost. It should be noted as well, like, the whole triangle basically encompasses Glastonbury, which was, which is a ghost town. It used to be a huge logging town, but it was abandoned at the end of the 19th century after the logging boom died down. Now, Q, in the next year, 1946, December 1st, Paula Weldon was an 18-year-old student at Bennington College who went on a hike at on a leg of the Long Trail during Thanksgiving break. Uh, she was wearing easy spot red clothing and went the Long Trail near the Glastonbury Mountain, which they sent a lot of people after. Nobody found her. Her dad criticizing the sort of formal approach, or rather the informal approach of trying to find her, was a callus for the Vermont State Police being formed six months later. And the case for this is still open today. Now, mm-hmm. exactly three years later, December 1st again, but 1949, a 68-year-old man, James E. Tedford, went, got on a bus to Bennington after uh, leaving some relatives in St. Albans, Vermont. And they all, everybody, the bus driver and all the occupants said that he'd been in his seat at the last stop before Bennington. The bus pulls in and he's just gone. He's on his seat. His like his luggage is there. Uh, the little bus timetables there, but he's just gone. It's uh, estimated that he between that stop and the next, it was like somewhere on Route Seven, which goes through the Bennington Triangle. Yeah, and I mean the bus doesn't report to have stopped. So well, yeah, how it was, exactly? Yeah, like how that even happens? Who knows? Yeah, because he stopped. Yeah. You know, and they were there. Next stop, he's gone. So the next one after this is a year later, in mid-October of 1950. Eight-year-old Paul Jepson went missing. He was playing around the family pickup truck by his mother. The mom went to check out the pigs. You know, maybe give them some slaw. Maybe give them a pet. I don't know how affectionate she was with the pig. Uh, she comes back and, you know, looks back. And the kid's just gone. Uh Lost at the trail at a nearby cross crossroad. Oh, sorry. I uh, I didn't include a key word in that sentence. Uh, uh, during the search, they uh, had some bloodhounds try and pick up his scent. And the se- they did find his scent. And they followed it, but lost the trail at a nearby crossroads, which uh, kind of le- led people to think that the kid was abducted by a motorist. Yeah, the there's also a legend, a, a local legend that uh they that the bloodhounds where they stopped was actually where Paula Weldon had disappeared. Hmm. That I mean maybe she uh was lost. She went into that uh that leg of the long trail, which yeah we could. Anyways, uh the interesting about <laughs> this one is. Okay, the one I find interesting about this is that the dad wound up saying that, you know, the lure of the mountains probably pulled in his missing son since his kid had talked about nothing else for days prior to the disappearance. That's weird. Also, I'm looking here and it shows that the mom disappeared for an hour feeding those pigs. We'll we'll come back to uh, that. (laughs) Um, So... Two weeks later after that, which is still like the end of October, start of November, 53-year-old Frida Langer, an experienced hiker and survivalist that was already familiar with the area, uh, went missing on the Somerset area of the Long Trail. Once again, the Long Trail, just like Paula went missing on, uh, which is she went missing in the area uh, bordering East Glastonbury after hiking a brief half mile with her cousin, Herbert Eisner. Frida fell into a stream and went back to the camp to change her clothes where her husband was resting with a hurt knee, but uh, her husband never saw her. And that was the last that the cousin saw her. Now, the interesting thing about this is the previous four people 
They never found them. Mm-hmm. With uh, Frida, six months later, and this is after they'd already done a lot of searches. All these people, they did a lot of searches. Uh, but six months after, uh, her corpse was found near the Somerset Re- Reservoir, which was an open area that had already been searched really extensively in the previous months. Her body was too decayed, though, to determine the cause of death or anything. And also, it's not mentioned, but I kind of imagine maybe also some a little animal chewed on it a bit, just a bit. Yeah, I mean, if it says that the condition of her remains was made so that they could not make a cause of death, it probably, like, between the weather-wornness of it, I guarantee that you're not wrong. Yeah, because this was, uh, you gotta think, she goes missing in the end of November, body is found May, like May, around May. Yeah, May 12th, 1951. Yeah. So, uh, that's what I wonder, too, like, I'm reading this and it's saying that uh, they had searched the exact area that they found her and they there were no signs of her being in the Somerset Reservoir where they found her body. So I'm just wondering what the heck that means. Yeah, which uh, there is one brief ser- theory I saw, which I'll mention uh, because I'm not I don't think it's entirely likely, but. Because they all went missing around the end of the year, and this is Vermont, and snow is a thing that exists, that with sun's by- temperature drops, they might have, uh, I forget the name of the instinct, but it's where you burrow yourself into a small space, and it's what causes people to burrow more into the ground, into the snow, and then just hole up there, and then wind up usually dead because... You know, people can't find them. See, I've always heard, though, that that instinct is caused by avalanches and stuff. So I don't think this is the same thing. It's where, like, you can't tell what's up from down or your body does naturally tell what up from down is but still continues to burrow. I've never heard of anyone, like, jumping in a giant pile of snow and digging down to the freaking ground. That's the thing of, uh, it seems... Well, it's like the instinct to basically huddle into a small space. Yeah. So it makes enough sense, but also because this is not, again, this was like a reservoir and they'd already searched the area. It wasn't well, like it's, a mountainside, you know? Well, so she's like, also the only body found. So let's take her out of it for a second. You got four bodies never found. We almost want, should just do three because the kid just straight up like got, he, I mean, his tent went away at that crossroads. Like, it sounds like he got picked up. Yeah, okay, so three. Let's say three. Maybe even two, dude. because the dude just disappeared in the bus. I'm sorry, but this... Okay, all right, fine, we'll make it two. Jeez, Brittany. Just ruin all the fun, why don't ya? Oh, I'd love to. So, uh, Mitty Rivers and Paula Weldon. Okay, here's my thing about them, though, Okay. Both of them were experienced hikers. Yeah. And they just disappeared. Yeah. Like, um, I can't remember if this was the girl or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there was a story that I had read where it had said that Paula Weldon was technically not alone, that there was a, um, an elderly couple. Um, yeah, yeah. there was an elderly couple behind her about a hundred yards and then they just, like, literally went around the corner and she was gone. And then yeah. same thing with Mitty Rivers, where it's, like, they went and then just, like, disappeared, uh, like, away from four other hunters. So it's, like, to me, that's uh, that's definitely abnormal. That's yeah. not, you know. Which, is Mitty Rivers a boy or a girl? Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to say. a man just because they say hunters and it's the 19... 19- 40s, 40s and just, 50s but this is no, a local it, hunting guide either way i'm just uh, gonna say they looks looks like woman i'll say i can't be wrong if i just say they fair enough anyways my my thing well no i'm trying to put together a profile if it is a freaking serial yeah. killer you know that's two women within a year but I vastly different ages than the dude that's like 68 year old well, too, and then an eight-year-old boy, and then see that's the thing. This is a range of, range of like ages and like 
seems like it kind of goes, I mean, it's definitely not like, uh, what do you call it, going to just like any gender, you know? Well, let's put it this way, though, okay? If I'm, okay, I'm not going, let's say we're not going serial killer. You put all these people together. I say alien abduction. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why is that funny? Um, uh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't expect you to start off with the alien one. Well, it makes the most sense, doesn't it? Uh, put all I, five, five of them together. I mean, all the stories, especially the dude on the bus. I mean, yeah, alien abduction. The dude on the bus one is weird. Yes. So, because like that, unless they're lying and they made like another pit stop and then the dude got off there. But even then, yeah. like that still, you know, even if that is the case, that still means this 53 year old dude just who is also an experienced hiker and survivalist. Nope, sorry, I read the wrong one. Uh, did I? Yes. This 68-year-old dude, like, still was off the bus and just disappeared. Didn't go to somebody with a phone or nothing. Just gone. Yeah. But the fact that he disappears, or at least seemingly disappears, while in the middle of a bus ride is very odd. Yeah, I'm wondering, too, you know, there's a Vermont Air National Guard base in South Burlington, uh, Vermont. There's Camp Ethan Allen training site, Vermont. I wonder, I mean, there's an Army Reserve. Do you think that maybe this is like an area that they like do trainings for like uh, airplanes and stuff? Uh, I would imagine not really just because the long trail. So it's kind of a relatively uh, verse area with hikers. I could see That's over fair. the town itself because it's become a bit of a ghost town and excluding the disappearances and other supernatural stuff. It'd be a pretty good place to basically test stuff out. But Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But Do you think since, so or no? Mm, what would the planes, what would call, happen with the planes to make, uh, what do you call it, Midi and Paula disappear though? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the disappearances. The disappearances, you could explain away. I'm I'm just saying in general that that would explain the UFO sightings part. I could see that. I'll say that's the sort of thing with, I mean, UFOs, just unidentified flying object. And right. as well, I mean, I don't want to be like, who cares about Vermont? Because I feel like the same could be said about half the U.S. states. But also... Right. I mean, there's already several reportings and kind of, I guess, not a lot happening there. Yeah. I mean, then again, what you do if there's a UFO, it's not like people put together a uh, task force and find it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Um, We definitely need to do an episode on alien abductions. I'm just saying. I, You know, I'm not saying that I believe in aliens or anything, but I am saying that, you know, it... Look, there has been a lot of people out there that have said that they have seen something or experienced something. You really want to do aliens. I, I, well, we've done aliens before. Alien we've abduction. UFOs. We've done UFOs. I want to do alien abduction. All right. We, well, we can uh, check out alien abductions. I'm almost, you know what's weird about the eight-year-old one? Not what? to be like uh, the crossroads, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's. Because you know the deal with Crossroads, of course, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, generally rumored to be supernatural areas. Uh, if you watch the hit CW show, Supernatural, which yeah. uh, which recently ended, uh, you'll, you know, it's like a primary thing mentioned for like demon deals and whatever. But in general, they're a well-known supernatural thing. So the fact that this eight-year-old went missing and, you know... Blah, blah, blah. Dad goes, the lure of the mountains took him away. Then, honestly, the eight-year-old Paul Jepsen, that one, unfortunately, does sound like, not to sound skeptical, but really does sound like the kid wandered off because he loved the mountains, which, in fairness, is something I would also do at eight years old, and then uh, got picked up. Or, here's my theory. Aliens were communicating with him telepathically, and then he feels called into the woods. I have another theory. Uh huh. He went. 
to the woods because the woods are cool as heck, naturally, and the mountains are cool as heck. And then aliens drop down and are like, yo, you want to come up? And he saw aliens. And of course, with parents that uh, tend to pigs at a dump, he was like, yes, I'll go with you. And thus he never came back. Joe is currently dressing up with uh, his spaghetti and meatballs costume from Halloween, which I guess he just has laying in his bedroom. <laughs> I uh, just wanted to see if I could make you break, and I broke. <laughs> oh, Joe. Maybe if you put on the chef hat. <laughs> uh, you have to remember, I used to talk on when Tevin was with us on this podcast, and we did this in uh, Joe's office room. Uh, Tevin and I would throw things back at each other while talking, mostly while Joe was talking. We were listening, I assure you, but also uh, we would throw things at each other, uh, mark, uh, use markers to just draw on the other person as much as possible without making a sound on the audio. Yeah, you guys would have marker wars. It was great. Anyways, so I was never distracted. Almost never. Almost yeah, whatever. never. whatever. Whatever you say, Brittany. Yeah, all right. Did you already talk about Bridgewater? Yeah. The I researched this list because I got into a little bit of a tangent on Bridgewater to do with the Dining Rock. So uh, there's a lot of stuff here, though. What do you want to talk about, Joe? Why don't you start? Uh, well, let's see. The Bridgewater Triangle, which is in uh, Dining, Maine. Is it Maine? No, it's Massachusetts. I hate these M states, which is in <laughs> which is in Dyneen, Massachusetts. Uh, it's allegedly home to UFO sightings, animal mutilations, ghosts, orbs, Bigfoot sightings, poltergeists, all kinds of stuff. Giant like, snakes, thunderbirds that are giant pterodactyl birds. Yeah, uh, we mm, thunderbirds are. We'll get to that though. Uh, and then. The Dying Rock, which was the one I got a little hung up on because I thought, ooh, I'll research this and find out something uh, a little extra about it. Something cool because I had a uh, I had a suspicion about it and then I was not be- able to find up find uh, solid stuff about it. About uh, what? The Dying Rock. Oh, gotcha. Which the Dying Rock is a rock that has been there for a very long time. Like. It was first documented in 1680 by recent Harvard graduate John Danford. And he drew, like, the hieroglyphics or symbols or whatever, the drawing that was already on it, and he noted that down. Uh, Since then, a lot of people have noticed it. A lot of people have seen it. There's a bunch of different theories about it, that Native Americans did it, that Vikings did it, uh... After that, I was just like, I don't believe this, so I ignored it. But I think they probably also mentioned aliens. And then uh, I want to say the Philippines, and that's definitely wrong. But mm-hmm. it is currently housed in the Dyton uh, Rock Museum. It was facing the water. The thing was, I thought I was going to be able to find uh, other like paintings and drawings from the local Native American tribe. And I could say, ah, look at these two. They're definitely similar. This was definitely the Native Americans. And then I was just not able to find a single other drawing. I'm sure they exist. So so what you're saying is it could totally be done by aliens. That's not the message I wanted to give, but it's the message (laughs) that can be taken. Yes, Joe. (laughs) It could have been done by aliens, Joe. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. For giving in to my... I, I don't know why I'm pushing aliens so hard this episode, but I this really like, am. This is, there are UFOs. What, why don't you talk about the UFOs, Joe? Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty much similar to the Bennington, right? I mean, that's pretty much what I saw. Um, I mean, they call it the paranormal vortex. Um, it It's renowned by cryptozoologists, including Lauren Coleman, who was the first one to call it the Bridgewater Triangle in the 1970s. Um, I mean, it they literally just just keep reporting different cryptozoological stuff. As far as UFOs go, I, I don't know. I, I see the same stuff that I see everywhere, you know? Yeah. I will say about Lauren Coleman is a lot of stuff uh, has been reported by him, uh, mostly with uh, 
like in his book, I think it's uh, Mysteries of America. Yes. Mysterious America. It's Mysterious America. Mysterious. Uh, he's a famous cryptozoologist that has just done, honestly, a lot. So not to, I was almost wondering, is this, is there a little conspiracy here with, you know, but no, it seems he's pretty legit, which is cool, which is very cool, actually. But also, I was not able to uh, read the book, mostly because uh, I don't have money to buy books. Yeah. And also, I did not have the uh, the proper time to read through the book. I might get that later. Hey, Joe, you never got me a Christmas present. This is true. You said it's called Mysterious America? Yeah. Well, just get me something cool. I will. Joe, I will. Joe is currently typing on his phone, probably to set a reminder to get me a Christmas present. That is not what I'm doing. Thank you very much. Joe is ignoring the podcast in favor of probably texting his loving wife, Kimberly. That is not what I'm doing either. I'm trying to find Mysterious America as an audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> Joe is servicing the podcast, but not getting me a Christmas present. So I guess, you know, in true uh, Hallmark movie tradition, he is valuing uh, his work over his friends and family. This is my life, okay? Okay. Okay. Um, so just off of Route 24, uh, mutilations and alleged animal sacrifices were discovered in Freetown, Fall River State Forest. Uh, it's long believed to be cited uh, for rituals, not just animal, but apparently human murders committed by satanic cults. Yeah, but there's... Sorry. You go ahead. And suicide. Ah, two words. I should have waited. Uh, Alvis, uh, don't ask me who Alvis is. I took this out of context. Uh, but Alvis said, please believe the infamous Fall River cult murderers, Carl Drew and Robin Murphy, conducted rituals in the forest and had a hunt in there too. And said that police found actually an underground bunker with creepy dolls that were believed to belong to a satanic couple who were prosecuted for... Uh, the, let's just say very bad stuff with uh, kids. So Awesome. I'm, I know. I'm always a little dubious with uh, whenever something just says satanic cult. Yeah, me too. Especially during the 70s and 80s. It's like, yeah, everywhere was a satanic cult. Yeah, like, everything bad. It was bad. satanic cult panic. I was going to say, uh, I'm looking real quick. The satanic panic of D&D was mm, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, it that's, was. That's the sort of thing of just a lot of stuff is said to be uh, satanic in yeah, like it, the 70s well, and 80s. To be fair, uh, in Massachusetts, it is said that inside the Bridgewater Triangle, the Freetown Fall River State Forest is one of the most haunted forests in America. Which is pretty dope. How far are we from Massachusetts, Joe? We're pretty far. I, I'm even further. Considering I'm three hours away from you, I'm sure I'm not close to that. Well, that's lame. That's okay. We can't really go anywhere right now. Anyway, it's Christmas. Nobody's going anywhere. That's fair. Hide that's your a, kids, hide your wife. That is such an old joke. It was a song, Brittany. 16 a, hours, Brittany. It, Brittany, a, we are... I am 16 hours away from the Bridgewater Triangle. Which means I'm like probably like 14 away. This is true. Which is, gosh, that's got to be close to New York. Um, Any which way, though, a lot of stuff is happening in this Bridgewater, Bridgewater Triangle. But it's also like it's such a sporadic spray of stuff that's hard to uh, focus on any one thing because you start talking about, say, the... Uh, I guess the satanic rituals and then you're like yeah but yeah, it, there were also ghosts and ufos but let's just focus on this yeah well would you like to talk about a murder i'd love to hear about more more morda morda uh, in november of 1978 mm -hmm. uh the corpse of mary lou aruda was found uh tied to some trees in the woods uh, she was 15 years old and had been recently abducted from the nearby town from the nearby town of Rainham about two months prior. James M. Cater was tried four times for the kidnapping and murder of Aruda and 
eventually convicted. I didn't realize that you could just keep keep taking somebody to court for the same thing. I thought you couldn't. Double jeopardy? I Yeah, I don't know. There must have been maybe, well, no, I think if it's a, um, they can do a, a, a mistrial, mistrial or they, yeah, or um, a hung jury, I guess, where the jury can't decide, you know? Yeah. Um, so it is not the creepiest, though. Apparently in the 1980s, uh, the Fall River cult killer killings uh, occurred during the same uh, period. Suspicious clearing, stained with animal blood. Um, the curiosity arranged carcasses of cattle were later discovered in the woods, lending more steam to the ritual sacrifice. You can't call it cult killings, though, if no humans are found dead, right? Why not? Apparently still- the forest... Mm-hmm. Well, here we go. I'm sorry. The forest was also the site of three more murders. By the way, this is coming from um, onlyinyourstate.com. Um, a homeless man in 1987 was somehow mistaken for an undercover police officer and killed in the forest. In 2001, two men were found riddled with bullets on Bell Rock Road, which winds through the woods. There have also been numerous assaults reported along the perimeter of the forest and along its shady path. I don't know, though. It I, I didn't hear any names in there, did you? No. Yeah, me neither. Uh, so does that mean that it actually happened? I don't know. Um, here's an interesting fact. Okay. President Ronald Reagan reported mm. seeing strange lights in the sky within that forest. Was Reagan, uh, I know, uh, Mary Todd Lincoln was very into the supernatural. I didn't, I've never, uh, known anything about Ronald Reagan having any sort of real strong association with being a little, uh, out there with uh, supernatural beliefs or anything, though. I know that there is some um, different stuff with him. No, yeah, because uh, Reagan and Roswell. Well, that's aliens, so. Well, yeah, that's what he said that he saw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hear strange lights and I kind of think uh, ghost lights. That's strange me. lights in the sky, I'm sorry. No, I yeah, still... Yeah, 1974, I, while, while Reagan was flying to Bakersfield, California, apparently he saw some type of lights. Okay. Who knows if this is true or not? I mean, I'm sure he probably did. You know, was there any sort of... Then again, I don't think Ronald Reagan would really go, oh, I saw some lights in the sky, if he knew about a... Uh, military base there or something or any sort of testing with planes but then again how funny would it be if ronald reagan went hey everybody i saw some lights in the sky and then government official like styles up next to him and goes uh sir that's where we have our base <laughs> that's and ours we test. That's, that, that's, sir, that's ours <laughs> sir that's ours and he's like yeah mm, well i've already said it to uh the new york post i can't do anything about it now Yeah, so listen to this. Reagan was coasting over the area known as Suicide Ledge in a Cessna with pilot Air Force Colonel Bill Paytner and two security team members when they noticed a strange light anomaly tailing them. The light kept up behind them, although it seemed to accelerate and decelerate at random intervals. Then the light... um, it elongated and suddenly shot up fast at about a 45 degree angle and disappeared. Reagan later recounted the unsettling incident to Norman C. Miller. He was the Washington bureau chief of the wall street journal at the time. And then that's all I hear from it. That's uh scary. I mean, yeah. imagine you see a light behind you and it's like speeding up, slowing down, speeding up. And then all of a sudden it like just stretches out and then shoots away. Yeah, it's and it's like following you. Who knows what the heck he was saying? You're right, though. It could be an Independence Day uh, situation, like the movie where it's like the president's like, what do you mean? Area 51 <laughs> had aliens. I had no idea. How dare you? Which, by the way, is a wild thing. Like, how dare you? Area 51 has aliens. Like, I feel like if I became president now, granted, there's a lot of responsibilities. But I feel like one of the first things would be like, so. About Area 51, since I am president, I do just want to know. Oh, but Independence Day, wasn't it like, uh, sir, you didn't have clearance to know about this yes. yet? Yes. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, can you imagine? He probably asked on like his first year and they were like, no, yeah. sir, there's no aliens there. And then <laughs> to find out like two years later, oh, I'd be peeved. Yeah, right. Uh, So 
Can we talk about Thunderbirds? Yeah, let's. Okay, what you got on Thunderbirds? Okay, so I have. I know that Native American tribes have been talking about the existence of Thunderbirds for about ever, just about everywhere. Um, it's like a massive condor-like bird of legend uh, that some say has the power um, to hold on. Uh, have yeah. lightning that, that has like great powers of like lightning and like makes like thunderous noises and stuff. Um, some people say it's like a pterodactyl. Other people say that it's just a giant condor. Um, I mean, what do you think? This is something where for a story, I wound up like looking into it because I wanted to write it in it. There's a lot with, it's kind of like the whole Wendigo situation. If you're aware of that. Yes. Where it's kind of like a lot of it is like, I don't want to say the best word I can think of is bastardized, which sounds really harsh. But at the same time, it feel it's something that gets taken like out of context a lot and applied to a lot of situations. So it's something that's like when I hear it, I get a little dubious of it. I get it. But don't forget Police mm-hmm. Sergeant Thomas Downey. 1971, Bird Hill, or driving near Bird Hill in Eaton, Massachusetts, when a six-foot-tall creature with a wingspan double its size shot into view and then flew off. I mean, what if it's Mothman? It could be Mothman. But doesn't Mothman look like a man? That's a moth. I mean, sure, but also, when he's flying, you would just be seeing the wings, really, and his tail, uh, or talons of the feet. That's true. And and he was near Bird Hill when he saw this thing. Yeah. Mm, How convenient. Yes. I'm not saying he's lying. I'm saying this creature knew what it was about and was like, I'm going to fly right next to Bird Hill. Hmm. Then you got Bigfoot, of course. Of course. Of course. Um... Let's see here. One of the famous Bigfoot sightings came from two police officers who claimed to have seen a creature they described as half ape and half man on the outskirts of the woods. Um, In the 1980s is when um, John Baker was out in a canoe running trap lines late at night and noticed he wasn't alone. uh, That on the shoreline stalking him uh, behind some trees there was a shadowy, hairy-covered giant following. I'm seeing a picture here of, I would have to assume, is of like a picture they tried to take of it. And it looks like, I'll uh, send it in the chat real quick, but it looks mm. like a dude wearing basically a relatively tight-fitting snowsuit and uh, a brim of his, you can see him like wearing a hat. So let me see. This is going great. Probably because I'm using the... I sent it twice. Anyways, Joe, enjoy two pictures of the supposed Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, that is fake. Yeah, that I mean, is very fake. I mean, it looks like he's got his head tilted down and wearing a hat. Yeah, that's that's pretty fake. Yeah, which, take it back. Which maybe this isn't the photo they took of him. Maybe this was another Bigfoot sighting, but I don't know. Maybe. Can I, uh, a brief aside, because I, this one is just interesting to me. There is not a lot to it. Okay. But along the stretch of Route 44 and Seekonk, there's been reports of a red-headed hitchhiker, uh, which has become like a little bit of a famous phenomenon. And so motorists, go- huh? Ghost, yeah. So it's a ghost. ghost. A ghost, yeah. Uh, motorists come up. And they see this dude with long red hair and a full beard walking alongside the road. They stop to pick him up. The dude disappears. Some people have allegedly reported driving through the spirit and even having picked him up before his disappearance. I think it's wild that some people were like, yeah, there was a ghost there. I drove through him. Well, maybe they didn't see him. In which case, that's uh, less funny uh, and more terrifying because could you imagine you look up and you see a dude? And uh, it's too late to turn because you're in Vermont and it's snowy and you just pile through, no impact, and you look back and nothing's there. Oh, yeah. It, now the question is, do you keep driving or do you stop to make sure there's no body? Oh, you stop to make sure there's no body. <laughs> I don't know. If I didn't hear a clink, I might just keep on driving. I don't want to get I, I, I don't want to be attacked by a poltergeist or something. Joe, ghosts are weak. Come on. Hey, tell that to Sam and Dean. 
Do you not have salt packets you can just carry in your car, Joe? That's fair. I'll say there's a lot of salt options here. Maybe ghosts are so rarely reported today. Are you ready for my hot take? Mm-hmm. Are you? Yes. Are you emotionally for Probably for- not, but go ahead. The reason there are less ghost sightings these days and it's harder to find ghosts is because the American diet is so filled with salt that they just don't come around people anymore. <laughs> okay, you did not come up with that yourself. What are you talking about? Yes, I did. No, no. I don't believe you. Where'd you hear it, Brittany? Why do you think I didn't come up with that? Because I just, Brittany, I can just tell. Where'd you come, where'd that come from, Brittany? No, I actually came up with that. Did you really? Yes, I am honest when I take a joke from something, Joe. No, I just came up with that. hilarious. Thank you. (laughs) I love that so much. Um. I love ghost stories. I wish we had more here. I know. There's a lot of stuff going on in this triangle, but... You're telling me the Bridgewater might also have an active serial killer and rapist. Oh, yeah. We didn't even get to that. Gosh. 2014, two women were found in the woods near the border of Brockton and Abington. Uh... I mean, the bodies were barely hidden, and they ended up discovering that it was 20-year-old Ashley Milet and 50-year-old Linda Shoftlet, whatever her last name is. Um, so they think that the murders are connected to a series of violent rapes in Brockton, but the case is yet to be solved. And that's and that's just the two, I mean, most recent. That's scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean a lot of this stuff is scary. A lot of stuff is happening here. Oh. Looks like we need to go investigate. I mean, it's what else is in Massachusetts, though? Uh, I'm not being like, what else is in Massachusetts? Just I have no idea. But I know that I want to go try out. Uh, I I think I want to go look. What do you well, think? It'd be pretty cool. Could we pick somewhere closer, though? Ooh. I mean, I'm sure we can find something. Uh, okay. Real quick about the red-haired hitchhiker. Mm. I did the. The spooky South Coast.com is telling me that there are reports, uh, varying reports, reports about his eyes. Some say they look normal, but just don't feel right. Some say they're black and empty, others glowing and lifeless. Every color has been attributed to them at one point or another, from yellow and red to green. And people think it's not a real spirit because everybody gets the eyes wrong. <laughs> what a thing. What a detail to get so caught up on. Yeah, I mean, I'll be real. I don't remember most people's eyes, eye colors. I have to know yeah, them. Also, what if they're hazel and they just keep changing? Also, like, when, what time of day are they getting to the guy? Maybe it just looks different. Oh, yeah, that too. I've, I know with me, like, my eyes can look either blue or green, depending. Red's yeah. an interesting one, though. Uh, also, it looks like the earliest record of this ghost was 1994, which was the year I was born. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. We are 15 hours away from uh, Bennington, Vermont, and then we are three hours away from there to Bridgewater, Massachusetts, and then we are 16 hours away back home. I think we can do this. You know, Joe, we can find a closer ghost, and if we can't find a closer ghost, we can make a closer ghost. No, I don't want to look at ghosts, Brittany. I want to look at UFO and Bigfoot sightings. Oh, my gosh. Fine. We can find a closer UFO sighting. You know that Bigfoot was, uh, or that there was a Bigfoot sighting uh, right around the beginning of COVID uh, down here. And then he, he went into quarantine like a good member of society. That's right. I'll say. Because Bigfoot is a good man. A good uh, ape man. Good ape man. Good ape man. Do you think he likes to be called an ape? I don't know if he likes that. Or a man. Either one could be very, very dicey. I feel like he definitely doesn't. But I feel like his biggest issue is probably really bad photos of him being circulated around. That's fair. I mean, imagine I took a photo of you that was blurred and made you look awful. And then I was just like, this is my friend, Joe. And oh then it was halfway across the Internet. Mm-hmm. I think we can find some Bigfoot sightings in Kentucky and just go for it. There is that UFO thing in Kentucky. Did I ever tell you? I'm, no, I have told you, but I couldn't remember where it was at. I went to uh, Huntington, West Virginia. 
on my way back, I saw a sign about UFOs. Like, it was clearly yes. handmade painted sign. And it was about, gosh, like, a UFO, like, like UFO sightings. And, like, it was kind of like a conspiracy board of, like, you know, aliens have been pe- picking people up, you know, know the truth and whatever like that. But it was, like, again, hand-painted. Yeah. I mean, so, there was a famous UFO sighting. Uh, it, it's called the Mentel UFO um, incident. And it's literally, like, really close to me and Fort Knox. And I deliver to both of those places. Check it out then. Uh, Joe, listen, if the next episode we do is indeed triangles and not UFOs, you're only allowed to say uh, a UFO theory five times. Okay, but that's not fair because the triangles literally are littered with UFO sightings. That's not my fault. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll acquiesce on that. We'll come up with something later for... I was going to say, the last episode we did about that girl found in the water tank, I didn't mention UFOs once. Oh, that reminds me. Joe, do you want to say the brief thing from uh, the article you found after we recorded the episode? I hope that this comes out after that episode. Yes, sure. So the last episode... Well, if not, then it's a little teaser. Fair enough. The last episode we did right after recording, I ended up finding a new news article that had come out last year that stated that when re-looking into the investigation of uh, the disappearance and then quote-unquote accident of this girl, we were trying to figure out what? Elisa Lamb. Sorry, yeah, Elisa Lamb. We were trying to figure out because it had said that the only two ways that she could have gotten up there is through a fire escape, which she would have been seen, and then the other way was if she had a key to the roof, which means that an employee wasn't involved. So we had stated that an employee was probably involved. But after more looking into, they supposedly figured out that when doing, um, I I think we'd mentioned in the episode that they had used dogs to try to track her. And it ended up that when using her scent, one of the times that they used a dog, the dog did come to one of the upper story windows right below the roof. So she definitely used a fire escape. It sounds like instead of climbing from her bedroom, she wound up getting into either someone else's bedroom or there was a window in the hall. And she uh, just got on the fire escape and then went up one floor, which is a lot more. I mean, you can go up one floor on the fire escape and probably not get seen. Well, I, I don't know. They were they sat there and were like, oh, no, she definitely would have been seen. It's like, well, apparently not because she's dead. Yeah, so either way, like, she was not seen or at least not reported, which in fairness, if I saw someone like climbing up a fire escape onto a roof, I'd be like, I, I would not report them. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, let's put this episode to bed. We gave it a nice night story or a nice bedtime story. Time for it to have some nightmares. We can give it some warm milk, maybe a couple cookies. Lullaby. We'll tell it Sam will come by in the morning if it goes asleep right now. Yeah, that's right. Um, man, and that not- reference is not going to do great considering this comes out after the new year. Okay, I got another one. We can tell it that if it doesn't go asleep, the boogeyman will come out from underneath its bed and eat him. We all know that the boogeyman is Bigfoot, Brittany. Come on. Keep up. Who says Bigfoot doesn't do four? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, okay. Four. I swear. I probably um, shouldn't have said that. Use the word twice in one episode. Anyways, it was great talking with y'all. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, please like and subscribe uh, to our uh, podcast channel. Uh, please tell your your friends let's get these views up we're almost at 10,000 views so uh or listens which is pretty awesome um we only have one bad comment on our itunes or on podcast uh but we only have two good ones so let's get that up uh you can follow us on instagram at the freak show uh you can follow us on uh facebook at the freak show pod and you can follow us at twitter at the freak show po one uh also, you can follow Brittany at Jammy Skies. Brittany, anything Instagram. else you want to add? Sorry, Instagram. Uh, I'll say I would not necessarily recommend following me on that Tumblr, not because it's bad, but just because uh, it's not interesting. 
Yeah, that's why she's on it constantly. It's because it's not uh, interesting. I made a new main. Thank you very much. Someone is anyway. super insecure about her Tumblr habits. I am not sharing my Tumblr with uh, the Freak Show podcast. Uh, no no one asked you to. You didn't even have to mention that you had one. Now everyone's going to start investigating trying to find you. Ooh, they'll find me on Tumblr. Ooh. <laughs> All that uh, Sam and Dean fan fiction. Gosh, don't even. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Fan fiction is great. Uh, I'm not getting into all the other stuff. Anyways. That's right. Come find us on uh, all those platforms. Please leave a review or give us a five star or something. I mean, I would take a four star, but I wouldn't make Joe upset if I were you. Yeah, try not to. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Bye.